As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. This doesn't, I'm actually in person with Rob. We, okay, so this is really awful and I'm really mad right now. We had a double podcast plan for this week. We, we were going to do a sad pod, which we're doing right now. We also had this dope interview with the head odds maker for Bet Online, who is, of course, um, our, proud sponsor. our proud sponsor. And the audio, uh, messed up for lack of a better term. And I don't, I don't think it was my fault. It might have been like I tried. I don't know. Anyway, it wasn't Rob's fault. Rob doesn't mess with the audio. He just talks. <laughs> he's just he's just here I'm with me. Here. <laughs> yeah, but no, like it, it was disappointing. It was a fun interview. I was. It was really great. We asked him some great questions. He talked about having odds for um, like Shakira and J Lo's butt cleavage. He said um, he talked about having uh, making odds for the presidential election. How it was bigger than the past two Super Bowls combined, which I feel like is crazy. The amount of uh, traffic they got yeah, through that. For sure. But it was a really interesting interview. I really wish we had it. We just have it's just me and Rob asking questions for like twenty minutes and then some static. And I, I'm really I'm really angry. So um on top of that, I'm really sad as well. Although not as sad as in previous years. And I think we'll get into that in a little bit. But first I do want to talk about our sponsor who we should have had an interview with this today. <laughs> Bet online. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as schools make their way to the madness. The Sweet 16 starts next week. So you got to make sure uh, you get your new brackets in. Actually, Dave Mason, the guy we were talking to, said that Bet Online is doing a $100,000 Sweet 16 only bracket. So if your bracket got screwed up like everyone's did, uh, you can definitely do a new bracket. It's only 15 bucks to do a new bracket through bet online. It's a hundred thousand dollars in cash if you win. And this time for sure, Oral Roberts will not win their game. You can count on that <laughs> and you can definitely uh, move, kick them out. Anyway, um, I'm still mad about that. <laughs> Another thing, um, bet online has you covered all the news, scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're also sponsored by eBay sneakers. We didn't have an interview with eBay sneakers tonight, but uh, that would have been cool if we did. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling out four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through eBay 
Facebook.com slash sneakers. We'll enter you into a drawing for one of a pair of Air Force One low tops custom made. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. So March Madness has turned into... March sadness for UVA fans. And, you know, I feel like, I think my first thought is that Ohio, and watching them against um, Creighton on Sunday, is that, or Monday, sorry, is that Ohio is a was a beatable team, for sure. Beatable, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know else how to say this. I'm just diving right in. I mean, we were on COVID pause, man. Yeah. No team has come out better from COVID pause. We had this team right. after, what, the, the ACC tournament game was Thursday when mm-hmm. Reese hit that shot. So it was Thursday. This team went straight into quarantine. They had one practice uh, Friday morning at like 7 or 8 a.m., whatever it was before the game. Flew out to Indianapolis. Did their testing. They had testing like past midnight. Is that, that one, night. like one thirty, one fifteen? So like they were probably asleep and then had to wake up and get tested again. Yeah. Um, I'm not really there. I'm not really bitter. I mean, the, it was the perfect storm and uh, the worst way possible, but we knew that. I mean, we were lucky to play the tournament. If the positive tests had come, you know, uh, a day later, then Virginia would not have been able to play in the tournament. Like VCU. Um, yeah. And I mean, VCU had the tests like, just, I mean, that's brutal for them. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, Virginia could have played better, but should we have expected Virginia to play better coming out of pause? I mean, that's, that's the sad reality of this is that everything in the sports season, while it's great to have sports, you know, everything in the sports season is clouded by COVID. And we saw that with football. We saw that with basketball canceling games. And then Virginia was just one of the few unlucky teams that, you know, really had to play a big role in their tournament. And, um, you know, uh, David Teal said it best, you know, Virginia was lucky to, and happy to have been able to play. But, you know, I don't think we can talk about a first-round exit without talking about COVID. This team wasn't world right. beaters. These guys probably were not going to win a national championship. But, I mean, hell, if they got in the Sweet 16, they would have to face uh, Gonzaga. Yeah. But... I mean, you can't talk about this without talking about COVID. I mean, I'm even going to go further and say you can't talk about this season without COVID. I mean, there were so many times this season where, you know, we, I mean, we didn't play for, what was it, three weeks or so in December? Yeah. Maybe Michigan two, State, two and a half. Uh, Villanova. Yeah, the yeah. Forest were canceled, yeah. Yeah, and so I think, and, you know, we didn't get to, and this happened to every team, but we didn't get to practice much in, in the preseason as a team. You know, we had a lot of new people coming in. Beekman, Trey Murphy, Sam Hauser, all these guys in new to the team. All three were starters. So we had three brand new starters to the team, as well as Kihei and Jay Huff, who were in newer roles, I would say. I think Kihei was more, 
should have been more of a leader this year, same as Jay. And I'm not saying they're bad leaders. I'm just saying it was a new team. And new teams need time. They just need time. And you can see it in this tournament that it is so, there was so much madness in this tournament. Like teams are coming out of nowhere. We got Oregon State getting hot. We've got, um, uh, Oregon is super hot right now. Pac 12, baby. Pac 12. <laughs> I know. And, and like we, we didn't see any of that from them this season. I, Oregon State's a 12 seed and they look unbeatable right now. So it's just really interesting that some teams are peaking right now, kind of where they might have been at the middle of the season, right? And they're they're finally figuring out like what their roles are and who the team is and everything. And UVA, we I feel like we didn't get a good start. We had trouble in the middle. We had some games canceled in the middle as well during ACC. And then, of course, we had the week-long pause right before the tournament. It, it was just... Nothing about the season was normal for this UVA team. And it, it ended in the way kind of that it, it should have in a weird loss to a team that we should have beat. So I, I feel like I'm honestly not that sad. Like, I'm disappointed. I'm not that sad, though. I feel that. And I mean, we go through this every year with March Madness. I know. There's, there's as much luck as there is skill and talent and will involved in winning the championship. And we've seen this with UVA. I mean, Mm -hmm. the UMBC year, I mean, was crazy. I mean, look at the championship year. I mean, Purdue, Texas Tech, Auburn, any of those could have gone either way. Right. You know, and Oregon, Oregon too. I'll throw Oregon in there. Such a frustrating. Gardner, Gardner Webb was a terrible game in the first half. Like so many things have to go right. Right. And you know, we didn't make it out of the first leg this weekend, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I feel like, I feel like there's a very easy explanation available. It's COVID. And, you know, Tony Bennett, as gracious as he is, someone asked him, you know, like, does does COVID uh, have an effect on this? Like, are you able to chalk this loss up to COVID? He's like, oh, I, I don't know. Like, who's to say if we didn't practice or if we practiced for a week and weren't stuck in quarter? And, you know, like, he's going to be as gracious. And he's not going to uh-huh. put it on that. And, you know, you can't say with certainty, but it didn't help. I say I yes. That I say it yes. It didn't help. Right. So, I mean... It's it's tough, and like we said, the tournament is its own thing. I, I feel like this season, the biggest thing with this season is, um, you know, COVID, obviously. I think um, also is just, you know, this might be the first team of the Tony Bennett era that maybe underachieved what mm-hmm. the preseason expectations were. Oh, you know, for sure. Virginia Into- was number four preseason. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think I think that's a bit frustrating as well, but... You know, we also knew, like, in January, this team wasn't where it was built to be. And that's, it just is. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of rambling now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's no, where I, my head's at. No, I, I feel the same way. But, like, here's the thing is, like, we didn't underachieve that much. Like, if you think about it, we were the last four seed in the turn, like, ranking-wise. So that means we were 16th in the country in terms of what the expert experts, quotes, thought we were, mm-hmm. right? That's like, what, 12 spots away? That's not terrible, right? There's a lot of teams playing. There's teams that come out of nowhere. Um, 12 spots away is not bad. We actually won the ACC, which we were predicted to do in the beginning of the year, which, you know, we're keeping the streak alive of Tony usually exceeding where he's placed in the ACC. Um, I, I feel like, you know, as much as this season seems like, like really disappointing – 
it like we still did pretty good, you know? Yeah, I'll say I'll definitely say winning the ACC regular season um, gave like some credence to the season. I guess right. like it it makes you feel like it wasn't all for naught. Like you're gonna put a 2021 year and a banner in JPJ. Um, you know, like who's I don't know. Georgia Tech played certainly played well in the ACC tournament. I mean, mm-hmm. who's to say though that Virginia, which had beaten them twice, couldn't beat them there? Um, I don't know if we would be in Florida State, but right. um, you know, it's it's just frustrating. Um, and you know, I don't really have any ways to you know console myself, but I'm really I'm really not that upset. I mean, this is COVID. I mean, this is reality we've been dealing with for literally a year now. Yeah. Um. So I mean. I'm okay with it. I'm at peace. I mean, this is probably the best I've taken a tournament loss um, I know. in a while, but a long, I'm at peace with it. I mean, it's been a long time. If you think back to when we first started to be like a really good team in 2013-14, mm-hmm. uh, you know, losing to Michigan State that year, losing to Michigan State again the next year. Next year we get, you know, throttled by Syracuse in that second half. Mm-hmm. We then lose to uh, – Florida, we get crushed by Florida, lose to UMBC, and then we win the national title. And I think winning the national title has a lot to do with fans kind of, it's almost like, like, oh, this is okay. Like this is, this happens to teams, right? It's, it's kind of like an acceptance, right? Like we've been to the, we can't go much lower than losing to a 16 seed, right? So losing to a 13 seed, it's like, Ah, uh, that's that's like kind of bad, but like there's a lot of excuses for it, and also we're still the, we're the defending national champions at this moment in time. I mean, it's also like those upsets happen, you know, like twelve right. five, four thirteen, right? Like Sixteen one was literally unprecedented, right? But you know these these upsets happen, and um, I mean the be- the best thing about this tournament is there's been so many upsets, like Abilene Christian. Oral Roberts making it to the Sweet Sixteen. There's so many teams that have been upset this season because of. Honestly, I think COVID's just messed a lot of people up. And, you know, uh, UVA's not being talked about as a, this huge disappointment. Like, Yeah, the story of this tournament is definitely not UVA. Yeah, it's like, like Ohio State. We got our one day in the headlines, but yeah. that, that was it. Honestly, it was like a couple hours, honestly, because, like, Ohio State loses. Uh, well, they lost the day before, but Illinois loses the next day. Oh, I'm not even talking you know? about – I'm talking, like, pre-tournament. Oh, I, pre-tournament. Once the tournament started, like, no one – care oh yeah losses whatever yeah i mean we got like our day with kansas and duke and teams like oh like covid whatever whatever blah yeah. blah oh dude we can play in the tournament guys like yeah well as as <laughs> as our as our friend dave mason the odds maker said uh they got slammed with bets on ohio uva like everyone bet ohio yeah, to win that game it was like 13 or 12 seven. seven and a seven and a half yeah. And they just got slammed with it because people knew that it was going to be really tough for UVA to come off of this. And of course, like we can talk about the matchup all we want. I don't think the matchup was that bad. Like Preston, Preston's good. He's a good player, but like, like people were talking like he was like the next like John Moran or Damian Lillard or something like coming out of like a nobody school. Like he, he was okay. And like he, Preston had. Um, 11 points. He was four of seven shooting, uh, 13 rebounds, eight assists, and he had three turnovers. I mean, he, he had a pretty good stat line. 
Like that's that's really good. He didn't blow me out. He especially didn't blow me out against Creighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, really bad stat line against Creighton. Now Vanderplas, the other guy who really tore us apart, uh, seven to fifteen from the field, seventeen points, uh, five rebounds, four assists, three turnovers. Yeah, it was just it was just tough. They made shots when it counted. We 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 hit some shots late. But we were a little too late in hitting those shots, and uh, that's just that's just the way it goes. And it's disappointing. I've said that a lot. It went disappointing, <laughs> but like there's there's not another really word for me to describe it. It's like okay, it happened, and you know we're gonna move on. I mean that's that's the thing is you know there were articles written and they're like oh it wasn't a great shooting night. I mean we were, I mean that's what the Ohio coach said. I mean we were shooting on the season, like high thirties, close to 40%, uh, from three. And we shot, um, whatever we shot something awful. 26% from three, uh, at all starters, not named Trey Murphy shot three of 20 from three. So if you make two of those, we win the game. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of analysis on that, you know, like, um, there's message boards, posters and people on the blog. They're like, Hey, like, you know, we, we need to get inside more. That should have been more of a focus. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right, but, I mean, who are we going to give it to? Jay Hoff is a perimeter big. And then mm-hmm. the coaches are like, well, we just didn't shoot all that well. It's like, oh, yeah, they're probably right, too. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a flawed team. I was coming off a of COVID pause. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know I don't know if people were expecting perfection out of it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I get really, really invested in football games more than I should and I'll, yeah. I'll know going into a game we're probably going to lose and then we'll lose and the exact things that I knew <laughs> were going to happen happen it's like well what we watched is like well if that guy was there if this right. guy was there but it's like we were overmatched it's the same thing kind of here you know it's like I mean you can't change it once it's happened right I mean yeah. you can you can whine and complain all you want and I've done my fair share of whining the past couple of days but like <laughs> you know you can do all you want and it still happened already there's nothing you can do to change it now I will say like, I do think we should have gotten inside more. Jay, Jay Huff was taller than, you know, he, he had three inches on the guy who was guarding him most of the night. And um, Sam Hauser going one of eight. Jay Huff was one of six from three. Sam Hauser was one of eight from three. Those two having off shooting nights at the same time was really not great for the team. I'm just going to say it. Like, like it, the one time they, it's kind of like the UBC, right? It was like the one time like Devin and Ty and Kyle and all had bad shooting nights and it was really a bad time, yeah. bad time. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I mean, this, again, this team wasn't perfect, but it, it beat Syracuse, which is showing mm-hmm. Syracuse that they're a good team. You know, they beat Louisville coming in. Right. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't coming off of, went over Gonzaga, but they had some momentum going into the tournament. And, you know, you just lose that. And like I said, I mean, there's there's validity to every argument we've said that, oh, it just wasn't a good shooting night or, you know, we, we needed to get it into the bigs more. It's like, well, who are you going to throw it into? Kafaro sure as heck didn't look good in there. No. Um, <laughs> he, you know, like, he had feet for hands that night. Like, he know. was he was fumbling that ball over the place. And it's like, you've got that, and it's like, yeah, well, like, shooters are should make their shots more, but it's also yeah. like, I mean, I know from experience, I, I hit the Y to play basketball once every year or two. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm not a good shooter. First time I step out there, yeah, but, you know, it's just, what are you going to do? But you know, I will say, and that's where 
like consistency and practice and you know shooting exactly. drills come in exactly. and if if you are off for a week and you know I don't know how much shooting time they got in like were they allowed to leave I don't from what I understand I don't think they were allowed to leave their like rooms yeah it's not super clear Tony Bennett wouldn't tell he could yeah. he told them like they could do like individual drills but like who's to say whether those individual drills were like in the room or not right like you like you can dribble basketball all you want but is there a hoop to shoot on is there like hardwood floor hoop uh do you have someone rebounding for you you know you shoot the same shot like 50 times or whatever no and that and that's different and you know being a basketball player i i have no experience with being a basketball player but i do know there's a lot of mental to it right you think about free throws Free throws is all mental. I think back a couple of years ago. I'm going to take you way back. Akil Mitchell. That's not, not way back. Akil Mitchell, a pretty good free throw shooter his junior year of college. I feel like he was like a 70-something percent. And then a senior, he just dropped down to like 40. And he airballed several throughout that year. It, it was really in his head. And he actually, he's talked about this. He went to a, a sports psychologist to help him with his free throw fear. And... You know, it's such a mental game. It's such a game of consistency and continuation. I think it's really tough to to win a game when you haven't shot all week. And we get a point to Kansas too. Kansas loses. Uh, they got crushed. Yeah. They got demolished. Not the best. And 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 they had already had a game back. You know, I think COVID pauses just are really tough to come back from online from rare dead stock to the latest release you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on ebay as the original sneaker marketplace ebay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing in partnership with ebay armchair media we'll be raffling off four custom made sneakers each purchase will made before march 31st through ebay.com sneakers we'll enter you into a drawing for one pair of air force one low tops custom made just send a screenshot of your purchase to our at armchair media on Twitter or Instagram, or you can send it to Rob and I, and we'll send it there for you. We are also sponsored by Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing, and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, as BetOnline is the spot for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts welding instructor alex declare knows firsthand how vr training platforms like forge fx can help meet the demand for skilled workers anywhere you go look there's going to be a shortage of welders VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I mean, no question. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the story, man. I mean, that's the story. Like, you know, you got, you got all the fancy sports writers right. and advanced stats, but like... COVID. I blame COVID. The smart ones are just COVID. I blame it's, COVID. That's what it is. I mean, I don't want to boil it down and make it seem simple and that we're not taking into consideration everything else. Yeah. But like, COVID, man. I do want to say, I feel like there were some people who right off the bat blamed players, coaches, stuff like this, especially on Twitter and message boards and stuff like that. And those are always can be toxic places after losses and stuff like that. But I feel like, uh, you know, especially after the lofty expectations to begin the year, I feel like a lot of people expected a lot more from this team. And I really think it's unfair to blame coaches or players during the pandemic and during COVID. I, just with practices being different and, you know, the pauses and everything, I, I just think that there's no way that it's fair to blame people for something that they're not really responsible for. Yeah, I mean, I would say COVID definitely had an impact on the season, although it had an impact on every team. Right. Um, we just got unlucky when we caught it um, near the end of the season. I mean, I don't I don't think people are absolved of blame or absolved of criticism or, you know, anything like that. You know, what happened, happened, and I think people can and should be held accountable. I think the biggest thing with this is, um, you know, it was a flawed roster. It was flawed in more mm-hmm. ways than we anticipated coming into the season. And, right. You know, we there's going to be a busy offseason ahead, and we don't have to preview this yeah. right now. But a lot's going to happen. We'll and, do an offseason preview later, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, a lot's going to happen. And players might come in, players might come out, but there's more to address on this roster than what I think people realize. I think it was easy to get caught up in the Sam Hauser hype. I think it was easy mm-hmm. to get caught up in the Trey Murphy hype. Yeah. Jay Huff, you know, yep. expecting Reese to come in and be more of a scorer, expecting Debris mm-hmm. to get playing time. You know, Ex- expecting Casey to have a sophomore exactly, jump. Exactly. You, you know, know there was there's a lot of miscalculations, I'll say. And you know, maybe those would have become more evident if this team had more time to practice in the offseason. Maybe the coaches would have seen it a bit more. I mean, who's to say the coaches didn't know? Tony Bennett's right. never one to invite the hype or the praise. So I mean we don't mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, we have Cody out yep, forever yeah. now. I mean, it's, it's just a lot of things happened this yeah. season that we have no control of. Yeah. So, I mean, look, there were flaws on this team. We knew that by the time March Madness started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew teams didn't get better coming out of COVID pause. And it just says what it is. I'm, yeah. I'm not bitter. I'm excited. I'm ready to kind of get critical for the off season. Yep. you know, like put my thinking cap back on and, you know, kind of get back to the drawing board, which I'm sure the coaches have already started doing. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot ahead. And I mean, <laughs> hey, the offseason might be more interesting than the season. Like there's, yeah. there's going to be a lot that happens in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, so we got we got Trevor Keels, um, five-star, one of the top recruits in the country, deciding between UVA, Duke, 
Kentucky, and Villanova. Yeah. I would not get my hopes up, but legitimately no one knows. No one has any really idea. I think a lot of people are leaning Duke, Kentucky, just because those are the programs. But, like, Duke's kind of a um, crap show right now. And Kentucky, like, like if you're a five-star and you see what Calipari did with the five-stars this year at Kentucky, like, do you want to go there? I don't know. It's, Literally, no one knows. I mean, the crystal balls change every day. Like, right. A bunch of crystal balls will come in for Duke, and then the next day it'll change to Villanova. Like, right. Whatever he's doing to keep people out of the know, mm-hmm. that's hard to do nowadays. And yeah. he's, he's succeeding. He's got a tight circle, it yeah. seems, and, and good for him because he's going he's gonna to have a big decision. And a lot of people are going to tune in for that decision as well. It's going to be crazy. A lot of transfers this season. Transfer market's going to be insane. There, I don't know if this is a one-time – I don't think it's a one-time rule, but transfers who are transferring for the first time do not have to sit out one year, which is really big. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a blanket rule. It's not going to effect from now on until yeah. otherwise noted. Yeah, we already have several ACC players, one from Tech. There's, a, I think, a freshman guard. I forget his – I don't think he was really important to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then – uh, he was a decently high recruit. Yeah, but, but anyway. and then um, uh, Walker Kessler from yeah, UNC. That's that's the big one, five-star center from UNC. But he was actually recruited by UVA for a while until UNC got involved. And once UNC gets involved with a big guy, it's kind of – I think it's pretty much over at that point. UNC is like the big guy school. But, like, I don't know. We, we might have a shot for Kessler. That would be really fun to, to do. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of grad transfers as well. Will we have someone transfer out? Like, maybe? I'd say yes. I don't know who it'll be, but I'd say someone probably will. There's probably someone who is unhappy with their playing time this season. I'm sure there's several guys who we could point. Like, you could make an argument for really any of the bench players wanting to transfer. Mm-hmm. I, I can make an argument for Casey, uh, Kafaro, Shedrick. Well, not really Shedrick, but um, uh, Jabri, uh, McCorkle. Really, any of them, I think. The I think it's I all mean, on the table. It's, it's basically like free agency, but yeah. like even more free. Like, there's more options, <laughs> like, you know. And the players like, are free, too. Like, yeah, you have like to there's no them. contracts, yeah. like you can get out at any time. You know, it's, it, there's going to be a lot of movement in this. Yeah. And we've already seen it. We've already seen a lot of people, and there are more people have been in the portal than there ever have before. Yeah, so it's going to be super interesting and super fun. Once again, we're, we're going to do that once we probably know more. I think once we know... Because after I, I heard this, I read this summer a couple of weeks at like two or three weeks after the season ends, Tony visits with all the players individually, talks about their plans for the next season. That's when we're going to find out if the seniors are staying or going. That's when we find because remember they get an extra year of eligibility as well if they want. Uh, so if the seniors are staying, we'll know that. If players are transferring, we'll know that, and it's going to be super fun. So as soon as we know that. We'll, we'll definitely have a pot out about it. Rob, is there any, like, last kind of thing you want to say about the loss, about the season? I mean, it sucks. But it does I mean, suck. I'm, I'm at peace. Like I said, this is, like, the most at peace I've been with a loss yeah. in the tournament. Um, and God knows how long. A long time. So, like, at least the most at peace I've been since I can remember. So, I mean... It just is what it is. I, COVID, COVID's annoying. <laughs> Hopefully, we're getting towards the end of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can talk about this season and this tournament loss without 
club. Like no one, I when they're agree. writing the record books, no one's to be like in Virginia, just lost to Ohio. Like no, Virginia lost to Ohio because of COVID. Blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, it just is. Like, I, I think when I look back at the season a couple of years, like right now you think and you're like, ah, the season ended at Ohio. Like we played like crap and everything. But in a couple of years, I think we're going to look back and say, that season was super weird and you know, COVID messed up a lot of things. And, you know, I don't think in a couple of years we're going to be any, any matter about it. I will say, I'm going to make an analogy about the season. And I think I want you to ju- I want you to tell me if it's good because I think it's good, but it might come off the wrong way. Okay. So, it, think of the season like a goldfish, right? Like fish, like you love it. Like you're a kid, you love your goldfish. And then, and then it like, okay. like goldfish are only supposed to last a year or two anyway. But this goldfish lasts for too long and it's just kind of old and it sits there and you're like, I love this goldfish, but like, and one day you find it belly up and you're like, man, that was like a good time with the goldfish, but like, I'm not going to keep it around. So you flush it away. It's kind of like the memories from this season, right? Like it was a good, a lot of good moments from this season. You think back to the Syracuse buzzer beater, winning the ACC regular season. There were some good wins in there as well. But like in the end, it was kind of like, you know, there's so much uncertainty a lot of the time. It's almost a relief at like for the season to be done at this point. We don't have to worry about COVID. We don't have to stress about the tournament anymore. We don't have any, like the expectations for NCAA tournaments are out now because we won the championship a couple of years ago. I, I just, I, you, you said it really well, at peace. At peace is a really good way of saying it. I don't think I... <laughs> How was the goldfish analogy? It, it was better than what I thought. Like, you started and you said goldfish, and I was like, what does this mean? And you kept going, and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that kind of yeah. makes sense. Um, <laughs> Okay. I don't think it's that bad. I'm going to keep using it. I'm going to keep using it. And uh, we'll see how people take it. I, I'm sure Twitter will not like go the goldfish analogy. That's my guess. <laughs> that's my guess. We'll see, though. Anyway, I think that's all for us today. We wanted to keep it short and sweet. Uh, we could ramble on for hours yeah, about this. And I'm still pissed that our interview with Dave Mason was um, screwed up. But... Uh, I hope everyone is recovering okay from this weekend of watching really great basketball uh, across the board besides the UVA game. And, you know, honestly, Rob is super busy. I'm super busy. I've got um, my bachelor party next week, actually, which is super fun. So I'm excited about that. So we're probably not going to have a pod for a little bit of time, but We'll get back to you at some point. Maybe we'll do one for like a final four or like something like that. Maybe when some stuff comes out. Any football news coming out soon? Uh, we have a couple new commitments. Um, since we last started, uh, we recruited um, Trey McDonald is his name. He's an outside linebacker most likely mm-hmm. uh, out of Tennessee. So we have three commitments in our class, two out of Tennessee, uh, two on offense, one on defense. So. That class will continue to be built over the next couple months. So um, we got the UVA to Tennessee pipeline. Tennessee to UVA it's pipeline. It's starting, man. It's starting. You it, know, maybe it's like the Texas to Tech pipeline. <laughs> that lasted for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the third. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing about the off season. Is yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that um, as more recruits start rolling in. Okay, cool. So we'll probably talk do some football talk. I know Rob's really interested in doing that maybe once the draft comes around we got some yeah. pro day stuff pro days, uh, when is pro day God, i should know they announced i think it's next week or it could be later this week they, it might be tomorrow is i don't know 
They announced the date recently. I don't remember. It, it could be next week. Could be tomorrow. We're not sure. Um, all right. Is it going to be quite real question? Is it going to be televised on ESPN like Clemson's? Uh, no. Or uh, no, it will not be televised, but, um, that's too bad. Pro day is March 24th. So that's tomorrow. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Oh, so we okay. Have pro day tomorrow. Spring practice starts the 29th or 30th. Okay. Spring game is tentatively, um, end of April, I believe. Now I'm hoping spring game gets televised. We'll see. Okay. You think ACC network will pick that up? I mean, if the network is good for anything, it would. <laughs> if it can do anything. Yo, who's going to announce that game? Uh, we might as well announce I'll it. I'll announce it. I'd be down. Dude, if we're offered... Who knows someone at ACC Network who can get us the uh, the, the announcing job? For, I mean, there's got to be only like Packer and Durham and dude, no Mark Richt for three months dude, uh, season out this, of his basement. This is above Packer and Durham's pay grade is doing the UVA spring <laughs> game. No way they want that. Uh, okay. Well... <laughs> we're, we're available that weekend. We, we're if any, available. If anyone from ACC Network listens to this podcast, we Rob and I don't do any. What, what weekend is it? Let me just check. It's like end of April, dude. I'm free. I, I'm I definitely will adjust free. my plans. I will also yeah. adjust my plans if I'm, I'm calling. If I'm calling the spring game, like I'll put me way up in the stands. I'll call it from wherever. I don't need numbers on the jersey. That's fine. No, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll just. We we'll know. Just, we know. The short one ran for three yards. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. I'm down. I'm ready. All right. So we, we put in our, our, um, our resume. Is this our, no, what is this called? Like an offer? We're offering. <laughs> Whatever it's called. We're, we'll, we'll do it if. We're definitely not in the driver's seat in this position. So. No, we'll, yeah, we'll put, um, some negotiation. We'll negotiate. You're the, you're the financer. You, you got to put in your. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, get a deal. To put up a. Yeah, just uh, get a deal. Yeah. Get a, get a slide deck going. <laughs> all right anyway all right we're gonna, gonna end this pod uh thanks so much for listening everyone hope y'all are doing well this has been the guys and ties podcast uh make sure to follow us on twitter at guys and ties pod make sure to follow us on instagram and snapchat for all the bonus content at guys and ties pod go ahead and check us out on spotify and itunes if you want to keep listening and go ahead and check out armchair media as well as bet online dave mason seems like a great dude makes some great props and I wish you could have heard our whole interview. And unfortunately, we just couldn't give you snippets of it. But he, he was really great. So I'm pretty disappointed about that. Anyway, it's going to be a little bit of time. But we'll be back eventually. And we will see you all then with all the UVA updates and news. So as always, go Hoosiers.